भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर तो श्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो वन चाप्टर टू डिविटी एंड डिवैन सर्विस In the previous chapters, we saw that how the many sages who had assembled in the in the Naimisharanya were putting forth certain questions to Sutta Goswami, and he was trying to answer those questions. So, in this chapter, we will find the answers to each of those questions one after the other. Text one. Vyasa mm. vacha. संप्रक्षसंघष्टो विप्राण रोमहर्षि प्रतिपूज्यपचस्तेषा प्रवक्त मुपचक्रमे उग्रसेवा दिस इज अनदर नेम ऑफ सूत गोस्वामी द सन् ऑफ रोमहर्षना बीइंग फुल्ली सैटिस्फाइड बाय द परफेक्ट क्वेश्चंस ऑफ द ब्राह्मणास थैंक देम एंड दिस अटेम्प्टेड टू रिप्लाई नौ एज ए मेन्शन The sages of Naimisharanya asked Sutta Goswami six questions, and so he is going to be answering one by one. Text two: Sutta Uvacha Yam Pravrajantam Anupetam Petakrityam Dwaypayano Virahakatara Ajuhava Putreti Tanmayataya Taravo Bhinedu. तम सर्वूतहृदूत गोस्वामी सैड लेट मी ऑफर मै रेस्पेक्टफुल ऑबीसेंसेस ऑन टू दैट ग्रेट सेज दट इज सुखदेव गोस्वामी सुखर हु वॉज ए सन ऑफ व्यासदेवा सो हू कैन एंटर द हार्ट्स ऑफ ऑल वेन ही वेंट अवे टू टेक अप द रिनाउंस्ड ऑर्डर ऑफ लाइफ दैट इज सन्यासा लिविंग होम without undergoing the reformation by the sacred thread of or the ceremonies observed by the higher caste his father vyasa deva fearing separation from him cried out oh my son indeed only the trees which were absorbed in the same feelings of separation echoed in response to the bigreaved father now a little bit about history again vyasa deva had written the shrimad bhagavatam with about 18000 verses and he had imparted the knowledge of shrimad bhagavatam to his son sukhadeva goswami and this sukhadeva goswami without having uh, the thread ceremony that is without uh, undergoing the upanayanam ceremony wanted to take the renounced order of life which is the sanyasa so sukhadeva goswami leaves the house now most of us will have this kind of a doubt whether the rishi munis also experience the kind of same emotion that a grahastha will experience when they are going to be interacting with their own children the answer is yes because when vyasa deva saw sukhadeva goswami taking the renounced order of life and becoming a sanyasa he was kind of grieved and he was trying to call out uh, to sukhadeva goswami but what had happened was when he tried to call sukhadeva goswami Sukhadeva was not responding instead the trees and the other animals which were around in the forest every one of them was responding to Vyasadeva when he was calling out to his own son now why did this happen this is what we will get to know the institution of varna and ashrama prescribes many regulative duties to be observed by its followers such duties enjoin that a candidate willing to study the vedas must approach a bona fide spiritual master and request to accept as his disciple the sacred thread sign is a sign of those who are competent to study the vedas from the acharya or the bona fide spiritual master and sri sukhadeva goswami did not undergo such purificatory ceremonies because he was a liberated soul right from his birth so generally a man is born as an ordinary being and by the purificatory process he is born for the second time that is why we call it dwaipayana second time 
so when and or they call it dvija dvija also means twice born so even teeth are known as dvija because once it's a permanent teeth and once it's a milk teeth and then becomes a permanent teeth so dvija also means teeth when he sees a new light and he seeks direction for the spiritual progress he approaches a spiritual master for instruction and as said in the vedas so the spiritual master accepts only the sincere inquirer as his disciple and gives him the sacred thread in this way a man becomes twice born or the dvija now after qualifying as a dvija one may study the vedas and after becoming well versed in vedas one becomes a vipra a vipra or the qualified brahmana thus realizes the absolute and makes further progress in the spiritual life until he reaches the vaishnava stage the vaishnava stage is the postgraduate status of the brahmana now sukhadeva goswami was a vaishnava from the beginning therefore there was no need for him to undergo all the processes of the varnashrama institution ultimately the aim of the varnashrama dharma is to turn a crude man into a pure devotee of the lord or the vaishnava now anyone who becomes a vaishnava is accepted by the first class vaishnava or the uttama adhikari vaishnava is already considered a brahmana regardless of his birth or the past deeds now shrila sukhadeva goswami was a spiritual master of shri suta goswami who is trying to answer the questions of the sages in the naimisharanya please remember that so now we go to text 3 text 3 यह स्वानुभावखिल श्रुतिसारमेक अध्यात्मदीपम अतिथिर्सतम तमोन्धम संसारिनाम करुणाय पुराणगुह्यम तम व्यासुनु नुपयामि गुरुम मुनीनाम दिस इज टेक्स्ट थ्री द ट्रांसलेशन ऑफ दिस श्लोका इज लेट मी ऑफर माय रेस्पेक्टफुल ओबिसेंसेस ऑन टू हिम टू हिम मीन्स शुखा द स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर ऑफ ऑल सेजेस the son of vyasadeva who out of his great compassion for those gross materialists who struggled to cross over the darkest regions of material existence spoke this most confidential supplement to the cream of vedic knowledge after having personally assimilated by it by his experience now sutha goswami is trying to pray to his guru sukha goswami in this particular shloka in this prayer Srila Sutta Goswami practically summarizes the complete introduction of Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam is the natural supplementary commentary of the Vedanta Sutras. Now, not all of us can sit and read the Vedanta Sutras. So, if suppose Vedanta Sutra is like a big pot of milk, Srimad Bhagavatam is like a ghee which has been made out of this pot of milk. so it is easy to consume two spoons of ghee than you know drinking a one whole big pot of milk so similarly we are trying to consume the two spoons of ghee or the supplementary commentary of vedanta sutras in the form of shrimad bhagavatam the vedanta sutras or the brahma sutras were compiled by vyasadeva with a view to present just the cream of vedic knowledge shrimad bhagavatam is a natural commentary on the screen Shila Sukhadeva Goswami was a thoroughly realized master on the Vedanta Sutra and consequently he also personally realized the commentary Shrimad Bhagavatam and just to show his boundless mercy upon the bewildered materialistic men who want to cross completely over the nations he recited for the first time this confidential knowledge now there is no point in arguing that a materialistic person man or a materialistic man can be happy no materialistic creature may he may be a great brahma or he may be an insignificant ant can actually be happy everyone tries to make a permanent plan for happiness but everyone is baffled by the loss of material nature isn't it therefore the materialistic world is called as the darkest region of god's creation now let's face this let the unhappy materialist can get out of it simply by desiring to get out that is the beauty of it so if you really want to get out you can get out of this place unfortunately they are so foolish that they do not want to escape therefore they are compared to the camel 
who relishes the thorny twigs because he likes the taste of the twigs mixed with blood. He does not realize that it is his own blood and that is his tongue is being cut by the thorns. Similarly, to the materialist, his own blood is as sweet as honey and although he is always harassed by his own material creations, he does not wish to escape. Now such materialists are called as karmis. Now out of hundreds or thousands of these karmis, only a few may feel tired of this material engagement and they may desire to get out of this labyrinth. Now such intelligent persons are called as jnanis. The Vedanta Sutra is directed towards such people or such jnanis. But Srila Vyasadeva being incarnation of the Supreme Lord could foresee the misuse of the Vedanta Sutra by unscrupulous men and therefore he personally supplemented the Vedanta Sutra with Bhagavata Purana. It is clearly said that Bhagavatam is the original commentary on the Brahma Sutra. Now Srila Vyasadeva also instructed Bhagavatam to his own son Srila Sukhadeva Goswami who was already a liberated, he was actually at a liberated stage of transcendence anyway. Srila Sukhadeva realized it personally and then explained it. By mercy of Sri Sukhadeva, the Bhagavata Vedanta Sutra is available for all those sincere souls who want to get out of this material existence. Srimad Bhagavatam is the one unrivaled commentary on Vedanta Sutra. Sri Pada Shankaracharya intentionally did not touch it because he knew that the natural commentary would be difficult for him to surpass. He wrote his Sariraka Bhashya and his so-called followers kind of deprecated the Bhagavatam as some new presentation. One should not be misled by such propaganda directed against Bhagavatam. From this introductory shloka, the beginning student should know the Srimad Bhagavatam is the only transcendental literature meant for those who are Paramahamsas and completely freed from material disease called malice. So, before you chant the uh, Bhagavatam shlokas, one is supposed to chant the shlokam that is going to follow now. Narayanam namaskrityam naramchaiva narotamam devim saraswatim vyasam tato jaya mudira ed. So before reciting the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the very means of conquest, one should offer the respectful obeisances onto the personality of Godhead Narayana onto the Nara Narayana Rishi, the supermost human being, onto Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning and onto Srila Vyasa Deva, the author of this great Purana. All the Vedic literatures and Puranas are meant for conquering the darkest region of the material existence. So the living being is in the state of forgetfulness of this relationship with, with God due to his being overtly attracted to the material sense gratification from time immemorial. So, Srimad Bhagavatam is an attempt to re-establish his eternal relationship with God. Also, we need to remember that all men are not equal. There are men who are conducted by modes of goodness and others who are under the mode of passion and others who are under the mode of ignorance. That is the Satvika, Tamas and the Rajo Gunam. So, the Puranas are so divided that any class of men can take advantage of them and gradually regain their lost position and get out of their hard struggle for existence. So Srila Sutta Goswami shows the way of chanting the Puranas. This may be followed by persons who aspire to be preachers of the Vedic literatures and the Puranas. Srimad Bhagavatam is the spotless Purana and it is especially meant for them who desire to get out of the material entanglement permanently. Text 5 Manuyaha sadhu prishtoham bhavadvir loka mangalam yatkrataha krishna samprakshu yenatma suprasidati O sages, I have justly questioned by you. Your questions are worthy because they relate to Lord Krishna and so are of relevance to the world's welfare. Only questions of this sort are capable of completely satisfying the self. So this is what this was said by Sutta Goswami to the sages of Naimisharanya. 
Since it has been stated herein before that Srimad Bhagavatam is the absolute truth, the questions of the sages of Naimisharanya are proper and just because they all pertain to Lord Krishna, who is the supreme personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Gita, the personality of Godhead says that all in all the Vedas, there is nothing but the urge for searching after him, Lord Krishna. So, satisfaction of a soul can be obtained by questions and answers on the subject of Krishna. So, Krishna is our most intimate master, friend, father or son and object of conjugal love. And Srimad Bhagavatam and Krishna are the sum total of all the things. Text 6 Savai Pumsa Paro Dharmo Yato Bhakti Radhokshaje Ahertu Pragya Pratihata Yayatma Suprasidati The supreme occupation that is Dharma of all humanity is that by which men can attain to loving devotional service onto the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self. So, in, the, in this statement, Sri Sutta Goswami answers the first questions of the sages of Naimisharanya. The sages had asked him to summarize the whole range of revealed scriptures and present the most essential part so that the fallen people or the people in general might easily take it up. So, the Vedas prescribe two different types of occupations for the human being. One is called as the Pravritti Marga. Pravritti Marga is the path of sense enjoyment and other path is called as the Nivritti Marga. This Nivritti Marga is the path of renunciation. The path of enjoyment is inferior and the path of sacrifice for the supreme cause is superior. Now, the material existence of the living being is a deceased condition of actual life. Now, actual life is spiritual existence or the Brahmabhuta existence, where the life is eternal, blissful and full of knowledge. This material existence is temporary, illusory and full of miseries. There is no happiness at all. So, there is just a futile attempt to get rid of the miseries and the temporary cessation of misery is falsely called as happiness here. Therefore, the path of progressive material enjoyment which is temporary, miserable and illusory is inferior. So, let us understand this. But devotional service to the Supreme Lord which leads one to eternal, blissful and all cognizant life is called as a superior quality of occupation. So, we need to understand these two differences. And the devotional service to Lord must be pure in quality without the least desire for material enjoyment. So, we have purposely denoted dharma as an occupation because the root meaning of the word dharma is that which sustains one's existence. A living being's sustenance of existence is to coordinate his activities with his eternal relationship with Supreme Lord Krishna. And Krishna is the central pivot of living beings and he is all attractive living entity or the eternal form amongst all other living beings or the eternal forms. And the relationship of the servant and the served is a most congenial form of intimacy. So, here we are the servant and he is a master. So, he is to be served. This relationship between us and Lord Krishna is the most congenial form of intimacy. One can realize that as the devotional service progresses, this can be really felt. Everyone should engage himself in that transcendental loving service to the Lord, even in the present conditional state of material existence. This will actually give one the clue to actual life and please him to complete satisfaction. Text 7 Vasudeve Bhagavati Bhakti Yogaha Prayojitaha Jana Yatyashu Vairagyam Jnanam Cha Yadahaitukam By rendering devotional service onto the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, one immediately acquires the costless knowledge and detachment from the world. So, that is what we just need to do. Devote ourselves to Lord Krishna and that will lead to detachment from this world. 
The principles of knowledge and detachment are two important factors on the path of transcendental realization. The whole spiritual process leads to perfect knowledge of everything material and spiritual. And the results of such perfect knowledge are that one becomes detached from the material affection and becomes attached to the spiritual activities. And even this has to happen with, by the grace of Almighty. In Tamil there is a saying, Avanarulale Avantal Vanangi. So even for us to develop this intimacy, there has to be grace of the power above. So in conclusion, one who is a pure devotee has all other good qualities, namely the knowledge, detachment, etc. But one who has only knowledge or detachment is not well acquainted with the principles of the bhakti cult. So therefore, a bhakti is the supermost occupation of the human being. So we have all come to this world to practice bhakti. So let us do that. Text 8. Dharmaha Swanushtitaha Pumsam Vikshvaksena Kathasuyaha Notpadaye Dyadiratim Shrama Eva Hikevalam. The occupational activities a man performs according to his own position are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the personality of Godhead. So there are different occupational activities in terms of man's different conceptions of life, isn't it? To the gross materialist who cannot see anything beyond the gross material body, there is nothing beyond the senses. Therefore his occupational activities are limited to concentrated and extended selfishness. The concentrated selfishness centers around the personal body that is generally seen among the lower animals. Now extended selfishness is manifested in human society and it centers around the family, society, community, nation and world with a view to grossly some kind of a bodily comfort. Above these gross materialists are mental speculators who hover aloft in the mental spheres and their occupational duties involve making poetry, philosophy or propagating some ism, ism with some aim of selfishness limited to the body and mind. But above the body and mind is the dormant spirit soul whose absence from the body makes the whole range of bodily and mental selfishness completely null and void. But less intelligent people have no information of the needs of the spirit soul. The need of the spirit soul is that he wants to get out of the limited sphere of material bondage and fulfill his desire for complete freedom. That is what we call as mukti, isn't it? Liberation. This complete freedom can be achieved when he meets the complete spirit, that is the personality of Godhead. Text 9. Dharmasya hyapavargasya narthor yathopakalpate narthasya dharmakantasya kamolabhayahi smritaha all occupational engagements are certainly meant for ultimate liberation. They should never be performed for material gain. Furthermore, according to the sages, one who is engaged in the ultimate occupational service should never use material gain to cultivate sense gratification. We have already discussed that pure devotional service to Lord is automatically followed by perfect knowledge and detachment from the material existence. The general tendency of any ordinary man in any part of the world is to gain some material profit in exchange for religious or any other occupational service. But such material gain can only enable one to fulfill desires which in turn can satisfy the sense gratification. This cycle of occupational engagements includes the so called religiosity followed by material gain and material gain followed by fulfillment of desires. Now sense gratification is a general way for all sorts of fully occupied men. But in the statement of Sutta Goswami as per the verdict of Srimad Bhagavatam this is nullified by the present shloka that is one should not engage himself in any sort of occupational service for material gain only. 
nor should material gain be utilized for sense gratification. So, that is the uh, you know the, the gist of this shloka. Let me repeat this, one should not engage himself in any sort of occupational service for material gain. So, we should never be after any kind of material gains. So, this met and similarly whatever material gains that we, we happen to gain also should not be utilized for sense gratification. Text 10. Kamasya Nendriya Pritir Labho Jeeveta Yavata Jeevasya Tatva Jigyasa Nartho Yacheha Karma Bihi Life's desires should never be directed towards sense gratification. One should desire only a healthy life for self-preservation. Since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth, nothing else should be the goal of one's works. So, the completely bewildered material civilization is wrongly directed towards fulfillment of desires and sense gratification. Because in such civilization in all spheres of life, the ultimate end is sense gratification. But that is not going to help, that is what is said in this Purana, that in such civilization, in all spheres of life, in politics, in social service, in altruism, in philanthropy, ultimately in religion, even in salvation, the very same tint of sense gratification is ever increasingly predominant. The political field, the leaders of men fight with one another to fulfill their personal sense gratification. The voters adore the so-called leaders only when they promise sense gratification. Now, as soon as the voters are dissatisfied in their own sense gratification, they will dethrone the leaders. This is what is happening. But Bhagavatam says one should not live for sense gratification. One should satisfy the senses in only so much as required for self-preservation and not for sense gratification because the body is made of senses which also acquire a certain amount of satisfaction there are regulative directions for satisfaction of such senses, but the senses are not meant for unrestricted enjoyment. For example, a marriage or the combination of a man with a woman is necessary for a progeny, but it is not meant for sense enjoyment. In the absence of a voluntary restraint, there is a propaganda for fa family planning, but foolish men do not know that the family planning is automatically executed as soon as there is a search after the absolute truth, isn't it? This is just an example which I want to share. Text 11. Vadanti tattatva vidyastatvam yajnanam advayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabdhyate Learned, learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth call this non-dual substance that is Brahman which is Paramatma or the Bhagavan. So, the absolute truth is both subject and the object and there is no qualitative difference there. Text 12. Tachrad yadhana munayo jnana vairagya yuktaya pashyantyatmani chatmanam bhaktyashuta grihitaya a seriously inquisitive student or sage well equipped with knowledge and detachment realizes that absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Stuti. The absolute truth is realized in full by the process of devotional service to the Lord Vasudeva or the personality of Godhead who is the full fledged absolute truth. Now, there are four different types of human beings, the karmis, the jnanis, the yogis and the devotees. Now, the karmis are materialistic whether whereas the other three are transcendental. So, the third class of devotees that is the neophytes who have no knowledge are not detached for any material association, but who are simply attracted by the preliminary process of worshipping the deity in the temple are called as material devotees. So, they just go to the temple for the sake of going to the temple, for the sake of you know praying. So, they are more attached for what material benefit that they would derive out of this exercise. This is the first one class of devotees. Then in the second class, the devotee can see the four principles in the devotional line, namely the personality of Godhead. 
that is his devotees, the ignorant and the envious. So, one has to praise himself at least to the stage of a second class devotee and thus become eligible to know the absolute truth. So, the third class devotee therefore has to receive the instructions of devotional service from authoritative sources of, Bhagav of Bhagavata. The number, uh, the number one Bhagavata is the established personality of devotee and the other Bhagavatam is the message of the Godhead. So, a sincere devotee must therefore be prepared to hear the Vedic literature like Upanishads, Vedantas and other literature left by the previous authorities. So, unless therefore, unless a devotional service is established on the principles of Shruti, Smriti and Purana, the make show of devotional service should at once be rejected. So, an unauthorized devotee should never be recognized as a pure devotee. By assimilation of such messages from the Vedic literatures, one can see that all pervading localized aspect of personality of Godhead within his own self constantly and this is called as the Samadhi. So, here what we have seen so far are the different classes of the devotees and to become the first class devotee is to actually see the all pervading localized aspect of personality of Godhead within himself. So, one should reach this stage and this is called as the Samadhi. Text 13 Ataha Pumbhir Vijasheshta Varnashama Vibhagashaha Swanushtitasya Dharmasya Sansidhir Haritoshanam O best among the twice born, it is therefore concluded that the highest perfection one can achieve by discharging the duties prescribed for one's own occupation according to the caste divisions and orders of life is to please the personality of Godhead. Now, there are four castes among human beings that is as per the orders of life. The four castes are the intelligent caste, the martial caste, the productive caste and the labor caste. Now, these castes are classified in terms of one's work and qualification and not by birth. So, then again there are four orders of life namely the student life, the brahmacharya, the householder's life which is the grahastha, the retired life is the vanaprastha and devotional life is the sannyasa. In the best interest of the human society, there must be such divisions of life otherwise no social institution can grow in a healthy state, isn't it? And in each and every one of the above mentioned divisions of life, the aim must be to please the supreme personality of Godhead. How am I going to please Krishna? At every stage, this is what should be our aim. So, this institutional function of human society is called as the system of Varna Dharma. Text 14. Tasma dekena manasa bhagavan satvatampatihi shrotavyaha kirtitavyaksha dheyaha pujaksha nityada. Therefore, with one pointed attention, one should constantly hear about, glorify, remember, and worship the personality of Godhead, who is the protector of the devotees. So, this is quite simple to understand. Let me proceed to text 15. Yat nudhyasina yuktaha karma granti nibhandanam chindanti kovidastasya kona kuryat katharitam. So, with sword in hand, intelligent men cut through the binding knots of reactionary work, the karma, by remembering the personality of Godhead. Therefore, who will not pay attention to his passage? The contact of the spiritual spark with material elements creates a knot which must be cut if one wants to be liberated from the actions and reactions of the furative work. And liberation means uh, freedom from the cycle of the reactionary work. So, this liberation automatically follows for one who constantly remembers the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. Therefore, any sensible man who is above 
the average man with a poor fund of knowledge must constantly remember the personality of godhead by hearing about him by glorifying him by remembering him and by worshiping him always without cessation so that is the perfect way of devotional service so what is devotional service is hearing about krishna glorifying krishna remembering krishna worshiping krishna so there is devotional service so there are they and the, the in scriptures they have chalked out ways for all classes of men in terms of different castes and orders of life in pursuance of the teachings of shrimad bhagavatam and similar other authoritative scriptures text 16 shushrukshoho shadhadhanasya vasudeva katharuchihi syan mahat sevaya vipraha punyathirti nishevanat so o twice born sages by serving those devotees who are completely freed from all vice a great service is done by such service one gains affinity to the hearing the messages of vasudeva so the 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 gist of this is in a conditioned way of life a living being is caused by revolting against the lord so there are men called deva or the godly living beings and there are men called asuras this is something we know who are against the authority of the lord so one is for and one is against so in bhagavad gita 16 chapter a vivid description of an asura is given in which it is said that asura are put into lower and lower states of ignorance life after life so to so that they sink to the lowest animal forms and they have no information about the absolute truth now these asuras are gradually rectified to god consciousness by mercy of the lord lots liberated servitors in different countries according to the supreme will now such devotees of the lord are very confidential associates of the lord and when they come to save the human society from the dangers of godlessness they are known as the powerful incarnations of the lord as the sons of the lord as the servants of the lord or as associates of the lord but none of them falsely claim to be god themselves so this is a blasphemy which is declared by the asuras and the demonic followers of such asuras also accept the pretenders of god as his incarnation now the servants of the god are to be respected as god by the devotees who actually want to go back to the godhead and such servants of the gods are called as mahatmas or tirthas because they preach according to a particular uh, place and time so people who are going to be preaching are actually servants of the lord and such devotees of the lord are on par with the lord but they will never call themselves lord that is what we should remember so the lord declares in bhagavad gita that no one is dearer to him than one who risks everything to preach his glory so it's okay even in this particular exercise we are trying to i'm trying to preach something so because whatever happens uh the person who is going to be preaching the glory of the lord is very dearer to him so similarly it's not only my preaching your listening your hearing the eagerness to hear about god is the first qualification of a devotee who is eligible for entering the kingdom of the god text 17 shunvatham svakataha krishnaha punya shravana kirtanaha ஹிருதந்தோட்டிசுத்தாம் so this cleansing process happens when once one person is eager to hear the glories of the pastimes of the lord so this cleansing starts from that moment the messages of the personality of god at shri krishna are not different from him whenever therefore an offenseless hearing and glorification of god are undertaken it is to be understood that lord krishna is present there in the form of the transcendental sound which is as powerful as the lord personally so each and every shloka of bhagavatam 
is as powerful as Krishna himself because every word is the sound of Krishna. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Shikshastaka declares clearly that the holy name of the Lord has all the potencies of the Lord and that he has endowed his innumerable names with the same potency. There is no rigid fixture of time. Anyone can chant the holy name with attention and reverence at his convenience. And that is the whole benefit of being in Kali Yuga. When we are having a shortage of time, all we can do is chant the holy names of the Lord. That itself is enough. The Lord is more anxious to take us back onto his kingdom than we can desire. One cannot enter into his kingdom unless one is perfectly cleared of all the sins. So, the material sins are products of our desires to lord it over the material nature. It is very difficult to get rid of such desires. Women and wealth are very difficult problems for devotees making progress on the path to the Godhead. Many stalwarts in the devotional line have fallen as a victim. But when one is helped by the Lord himself, the whole process becomes as easy as anything by the divine grace of the Lord. So, therefore, all we can do, the simplest thing that we can do to go back to home or go back to his Godhead or go back to our own, our own destination is to continuously chant the holy names of the Lord. Nashta prapyeshva bhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya bhavatyukta mashloke bhaktir bhavati naishtiki By regular attendance in the classes on the Bhagavatam and by rendering of service of the, to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed and loving service onto the personality of Godhead who is praised with transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact. Hence, the remedy of eliminating all the inauspicious things within the heart which are considered as obstacles in the path of self-realization is to associate with the Bhagavatas. And you also need to understand there are two types of Bhagavatas namely the book Bhagavata and the devotee Bhagavata. Both the Bhagavatas are competent remedies and both of them, either of them can be good enough to eliminate the obstacle. The devotee Bhagavata is as good as the book Bhagavata because the devotee Bhagavata leads his life in terms of the book Bhagavata and the book Bhagavata is full of information about the personality of Godhead and his pure devotees who are also Bhagavatas. So the Bhagavata book and the person are identical. All we need to do is take up the book of Srimad Bhagavatam and start reading the shlokas and its meanings or least is to listen to the shlokas and to its meanings. Text 19 Tada Rajasthamo Bhavaha as soon as irrevocable loving service is established in the heart, the effect of nature's modes of passion and ignorance such as lust, desire and hankering will disappear from the heart. Then the devotee is established in goodness and he becomes completely happy. So, a devotee is always in the mode of unalloyed goodness, therefore he harms no one. But the non-devotee, however educated he may be, is always harmful. A devotee is neither foolish nor passionate. The harmful, foolish and passionate cannot be devotees of the Lord. However, they may advertise themselves as devotees by kind of an outward dress. A devotee is always qualified with all the good qualities of the God. Quantitatively, such qualifications may be different, but qualitatively, both the Lord and His devotees are one and the same. Text 20 Evam prasanna manaso bhagavat bhakti yogataha bhagavat tattva vijnanam mukta sangasya jayate Thus established in the mode of unalloyed goodness, the man whose mind has been enlivened by the contact with devotional service to the Lord, gains positive scientific knowledge of the personality of Godhead 
in the stage of liberation from the material association. This is how he will make progress. In Bhagavad Gita, it is said that out of many thousands of ordinary men, one fortunate man endeavors for perfection in life. Mostly men are conducted by modes of passion and ignorance and thus they are engaged always in lust, desire, hankerings, ignorance, sleep. So out of many such man-like animals, there is actually a man who knows the responsibility of human life and thus tries to make life perfect by following the prescribed duties. And out of many thousands of such persons who have thus attained the success in human life, one may know scientifically about the personality of Godhead Shri Krishna. The same Bhagavad Gita, it is also said that the scientific knowledge of Shri Krishna is understood only by the process of Bhakti Yoga. The very same thing is confirmed here in the above words. So no ordinary man or even one who has attained success in human life can know scientifically or perfectly the personality of Godhead. Perfection of human life is attained when one can understand that he is not the product of matter but he is in fact the spirit. As soon as one understands that he has nothing to do with matter, he at once ceases his material hankerings and becomes enlivened as a spiritual human being. This attainment of success is possible when one is above the modes of passion and ignorance and in other words when one is actually a brahmana by purification. भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम् नमस्कृत्यम् नरम चैवा नरोतमम् देवीम् सरस्वतीम् व्यासम् ततो जयमुदीरयेत हरे कृष्णा so we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 2. So here we are talking about divinity and the divine service. The benefits of reading or listening to Srimad Bhagavatam is covered in this chapter. Now we shall go to text 21. Vidyate hridaya gandesh chidyante sarva samshayaha Kshiyante chase karmani hrishtaye vatmanishvare Thus the knot in the heart is pierced and all the misgivings are cut to pieces. The chain of furative actions is terminated when one sees the self as master. Attaining the scientific knowledge of personality of Godhead Krishna means seeing one's own self simultaneously. As far as the identity of the living being as spirit self is concerned, there are a number of speculations and misgivings. The materialist does not believe in existence of the spirit self and the empiric philosophers believe in the impersonal feature of the whole spirit without individuality of the living beings. But the transcendentalists affirm that the soul and the super soul are two different identities qualitatively one but quantitatively different. So in this case soul is our atma and super soul is paramatma. So what he is trying to say here is they are two different entities. Qualitatively it is one because we are all a part, we are all a part of paramatma but quantitatively we are different. Now there are many other theories uh, but all these different speculations are once cleared off as soon as Sri Krishna is realized in truth by the process of Bhakti Yoga. In Bhagavad Gita, Lord says that in order to show special favor to his pure devotees, he personally eradicates the dense darkness of all misgivings by switching on the light of pure knowledge within the heart of a devotee. So the very fact that we are all sitting here listening or thinking of the Lord, listening to Srimad Bhagavatam means that the Lord has been merciful in lighting up this lamp of pure knowledge within all our hearts. Text 22 O vai kavayo nityam bhakti paramayamuda vasudeve bhagavati 
कुर्वन्ति आत्मप्रसादिनम् Certainly, before since time immemorial, all the transcendentalists have been rendering devotional service to Lord Krishna, the personality of Godhead with great delight, because such devotional service is enlivening to the self. Lord Shri Krishna is the Swayam Rupa personality of Godhead and all other forms of Godhead beginning from Shri Baladeva, Sankarsana, Vasudeva, Aniruddha, Pradyumna and Narayana and extend, extending to the Purusha Avataras, Guna Avataras, Leela Avataras, Yuga Avataras and many other thousands of manifestations of personality of Godhead are Lord Krishna's plenary portions and integrated parts. So all they are all part of Lord Krishna. Therefore, Lord Krishna is the original form of Godhead and he is the last word in the transcendence. ट्वेंटीग the transcendental personality of Godhead is indirectly associated with three modes of material nature, namely passion, goodness and ignorance and just for the material world's creation, maintenance and destruction. He accepts the three qualitative forms of Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. Of these three, all human beings can derive ultimate benefit from Vishnu, the form of quality goodness. Now Lord Shri Krishna and all his plenary parts are Vishnu Tattva. That's what we saw in the previous shloka. So from Shri Krishna, the next manifestation is Baladeva. From Baladeva is Sankarsana. From Sankarsana is Narayana. From Narayana, there is the second Sankarsana. And from this Sankarsana, the Vishnu Purusha Avataras. So Vishnu or the deity of quality of goodness in the material world is the Purusha Avatara known as the Shiro the Kasai Vishnu or the Paramatma. Next Loka, text 24. Parthar Vadhyaruno Dhumas Tasmat Agnistrayimayaha Tamasastu Rajas Tasmat Satvam Yat Brahma Darshanam Firewood is a transformation of earth. But smoke is better than the raw wood and fire is still better or by fire we can derive the benefits of superior knowledge that is through this Vedic sacrifices that people do. Similarly, passion or rajas is better than ignorance, tamas, but goodness or the sattva is best because by goodness one can come to realize the absolute truth. So the uncivilized state of life or the uh, life of the lower animals is controlled by the mode of tamas. The civilized man, uh, the life of a civilized man with passion for various types of material benefits is the stage of rajas that is whatever we do for material gains is depicting the rajas stage. The rajas stage of life gives a slight cue to the realization of the absolute truth in the forms of fine sentiments and philosophy, art and culture with moral and ethical principles but of all this still the mode of sattva is at the higher stage of material quality which actually helps one in realizing the absolute truth. So text 25 Bhejire munayothagre bhagavanta madokshajam sattvam vishuddham kshemaya kalpante Previously, all the great sages rendered service onto the personality of Godhead due to his existence above the three modes of material nature. They worshipped him to become free from material conditions and thus derive the ultimate benefit. Whoever follows such great authorities is also eligible for liberation from the material world. Text 26 Mumukshavu ghora rupan 
ಹಿತ್ವಾಭೂತಪಥೀನಥ ನಾರಾಯಣ ಕಲಾ ಶಾಂತ ಭಜಂತಿ ಹ್ಯನಸೂಯವ ದೋಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಸೀರಿಯಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಲಿಬರೇಷನ್ ಆರ್ ಸರ್ಟನ್ಲಿ ನಾನ್ ಎನ್ ಬಿ ಎಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆ ರೆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಲ್ ಎಟ್ ದೆ ರಿಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ದ ಹಾರಬಲ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಗಾಸ್ಲಿ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡೆಮಿ ಗಾಡ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ದಿ ಆಲ್ ಬ್ಲಿಸ್ಫುಲ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಪ್ಲೆನರಿ ಪೊಸಿಷನ್ಸ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಸಮಶೀಲಾ ಭಜಂತಿ ವೈ ಪಿತೃಭೂತ ಪ್ರದೇಶಾತೇರ್ ಶ್ರಯೈಶ್ವರ್ಯ ಪ್ರಜೇಪ್ಸವ ದೋಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೋಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ಯಾಷನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇಗ್ನರೆನ್ಸ್ ವರ್ಷಪ್ ದ ಫೋರ್ ಫಾದರ್ಸ್ ದ ಅದರ್ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಡೆಮಿ ಗಾಡ್ಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ಚಾರ್ಜ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕಾಸ್ಮಿಕ್ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ಬಟ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಅರ್ಜ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ಅ ಡಿಸೈರ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲಿ ಬೆನಿಫಿಟೆಡ್ ವಿತ್ ವುಮನ್ ವೆಲ್ತ್ ಪವರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರೋಜನಿ ಇನ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ಲಿ ಸೆಟ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ದೋಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಮ್ಯಾಡ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಎಂಜಾಯ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಅಪ್ರೋಚ್ ದ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಡೆಮಿ ಗಾಡ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಟೆಂಪ್ರರಿ ಬೆನಿಫಿಟ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಮೆಂಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ಮೆನ್ ವಿತ್ ಅ ಪುವರ್ ಫಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಹೂ ವುಡ್ ನೆವರ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ ಟು ಇನ್ಕ್ರೀಸ್ ದ ಡೆಪ್ತ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಎಂಜಾಯ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಎಂಜಾಯ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಶುಡ್ ಬಿ ಆಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟೆಡ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಅಪ್ ಟು ದ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಬೇರ್ ನೆಸೆಸಿಟೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಮೋರ್ ಆರ್ ಲೆಸ್ ದೆನ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಏಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ವಾಸುದೇವಪರಾಯೋಗ ವಾಸುದೇವಪರಾಕ್ರಿಯಾಸುದೇವಪರಂ ಜ್ಞಾನ ವಾಸುದೇವಪರಂ ತಪ ವಾಸುದೇವಪರೋ ಧರ್ಮೋ ವಾಸುದೇವಪರಾಗತಿ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ಇನ್ ದ ರಿವೀಲ್ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಸೆಟ್ ದ ಅಲ್ಟಿಮೇಟ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಇಸ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ದ ಪರ್ಪಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಟು ಪ್ಲೀಸ್ ಹಿಮ್ yoga is for realizing him all furative activities are ultimately rewarded by him only he is supreme knowledge and all severe austerities are performed to know him religion or dharma is rendering loving service on to him he is the supreme goal of life so krishna is the supreme goal of life according to bhagavad gita there are 18 items in culturing knowledge so by such culture of knowledge one becomes gradually prideless devoid of vanity non violent forbearing simple devoted to a great spiritual master and self controlled so vasudeva is the ultimate aim in culturing all the different branches of knowledge culture of knowledge leading one to the transcendental plane of meeting vasudeva is the real knowledge so this is the right answer for the questions which were put forth by the sages what is the real knowledge what is it that if we learn we don't have to learn anything else was one of the questions put forth by the sages isn't it so vasudeva is the ultimate aim the culture of knowledge leading one to the transcendental plane of meeting vasudeva is the real knowledge the same applies to all kinds of austerities now there is something called as tapasya tapasya means voluntary acceptance of bodily pains to achieve some higher end in life but some of the asuras like ravana and hiranyakashipu also underwent a severe type of bodily torture to achieve a, some kind of a sense gratification so this is not tapasya when you do it for the sake of sense gratification it is not tapasya but one should accept voluntary bodily inconvenience for the sake of knowing vasudeva because that is the way of real austerity so otherwise all forms of austerities are classified as modes of passion and ignorance text 30 sa evadam sa sarjagre bhagavan atma mayaya sat asad rupaya chasau gunamaya guno vibhu in the beginning of the material creation that personality of godhead in his transcendental position created the energies of cause and effect by his own internal energy text 31 taya vilasiteshveshu guneshu gunavaniva ಅಂತಃ ಪ್ರವಿಷ್ಟ ಆಭಾತಿ 
vijnana vijrambitah so after creating the material substance lord vasudeva expands himself and enters into it and although he is within the material modes of nature and appears to be one of the created beings he is always fully enlightened in his transcendental position so we living entities are the separated parts and parcels of the lord and the conditioned living entities who are unfit for the spiritual kingdom are strewn within the material world to enjoy the matter to the fullest extent let me give you an example suppose there is a whole car so if you kind of take out the spare parts if you take out the engine if you take out the tire if you take out the steering wheel and put it all apart so each of this is the living entity but we are all a part of the car or the paramatma it is like that so the people who are in this material world and they are enjoying the materialistic pleasures the lord lets them enjoy this to their fullest extent as paramatma is the eternal friend of the living entity and by one of his plenary portions he accompanies the living entities to guide them in their material enjoyment to become witness to all activities just like how when a, a small child is playing on the shores of a beach and the father is just watching the child play picking up pebbles and stones or shells we are kind of enjoying the materialistic pleasure just like how a small child is picking up picking up these pebbles and shells on the seashore but the father is watching as a witness this is how paramatma is accompanying us and he is watching us as a witness while the living entities enjoy the material conditions the lord maintains his transcendental position without being affected by the material atmosphere in the vedic literatures shruti it is said there are two kind of birds in one tree one of them is eating the fruit of the tree while the other is witnessing the actions so this witness or the sakshi is the lord and the fruit eater is the living entity the fruit eater or the living entity has forgotten his real identity and is overwhelmed in the furtive actions of the material conditions but the lord or the paramatma is always full in transcendental knowledge that is the difference between the soul and the super soul so if we are a conditioned soul paramatma or krishna is the super soul who is accompanying us in all our activities and he is standing by us as a witness or the sakshi the conditioned soul or the living entity is controlled by the laws of nature while paramatma or the super soul is the controller of the material energy text 32 yata hya avito vanir dharush ek स्वयोनिषु नाने वभाति विश्वात्मा भूतेषु च तथा पुमान द लॉर्ड एज सुपर सोल परवेड्स ऑल थिंग्स जस्ट एज फायर परमिएट्स द वुड एंड सो ही अपीयर्स टू बी इन ऑफ मेनी वेराइटीज दो ही इज द एब्सोल्यूट वन विदाउट अ सेकेंड सो लॉर्ड वासुदेवा द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड बाय वन ऑफ स्प्लिनरी पार्ट एक्सपैंड हिमसेल्फ all over the material world and his existence can be perceived even within the atomic energy matter antimatter proton neutron etc are all different effects of paramatma feature of the lord so as from wood fire can be manifested or as butter can be churned out of milk so also the presence of lord as paramatma can be felt by the process of legitimate hearing and chanting of the transcendental subjects which are especially treated in vedic literatures like upanishads and vedanta and shrimad bhagavatam is the bona fide explanation of these vedic literatures text 33 asau gunamayer bharvai bhuta sukshmendriyatmabhihi svanimirteshu nivirvishto bhukte bhuteshu tadgunan the super soul enters into the bodies of the created beings 
who are influenced by the modes of material nature and causes them to enjoy the effect of these modes by a subtle mind. So there are about 84 lakh species of living things beginning from the highest intellectual being Brahma down to an insignificant ant and all of them are enjoying the material world according to the desires of the subtle mind and the gross material body. The gross material body is based on the conditions of the subtle mind and the senses are created according to the desires of the living being. The Lord as Paramatma helps the living being to get the material happiness because the living being is helpless in all respects in obtaining what he desires. So he proposes and the Lord disposes. In another sense, the living beings are the part and parcel of the Lord. So they are one with the Lord. In Bhagavad Gita, the living beings in all varieties of bodies have been claimed by Lord as his, as his sons. So the sufferings and enjoyment of the sons are indirectly the sufferings and enjoyment of the father. Still the father is not in any way affected directly by the suffering and enjoyment of the sons. He is so kind that he constantly remains with the living being as Paramatma and always tries to convert the living being towards the real happiness. So this is what actually as parents we do, isn't it? We try to help our child to enjoy and to whatever means that he wants to. We aid in their happiness. We aid in everything that they want. But constantly we are with them and we try to guide them into, you know, uh, becoming a better human. So that is exactly what the Lord is also doing. Text 34. Bhava yatyesha satvena lokan vailoka bhavanaha lila vatara nurato devatiryan naradishu. Thus the Lord of the universe maintains all planets inhabited by demigods, men and lower animals. Assuming the roles of incarnations, he performs the pastimes to reclaim those in the mode of pure goodness. So here the job of the Lord is that the Lord Vishnu incarnates himself in each and every one of us and in each and every type of living society. He manifests his transcendental pastimes amongst them just to create the desire to go back to him. The Lord does not change his original transcendental position, but he appears to be differently manifested according to the particular time, circumstance and society. Sometimes he incarnates himself or empowers a suitable living being to act for him. But in either case, the purpose is the same. The Lord wants the suffering living being to go back home, back to Godhead. The happiness which the living beings are hankering for is not to be found with, within any corner of this innumerable universes and material planets. This world is a Dukhalayam. It is full of uh, troubles. So the only way to escape from this place is to go back to our home. This is not our home. We have to go back to Krishna. The eternal happiness which the living beings want is the is actually obtainable in the kingdom of God. But the forgetful living beings under the influence of the material modes or the maya have no information of the kingdom of God. The Lord therefore comes to propagate the message of the kingdom of God either personally as an incarnation or through his bona fide represented as a good son of God. That could be an acharya. So such incarnations or sons of gods are not making propaganda for going back to Godhead only within the human society. So their work is also going on in all types of societies amongst the demigods and those other than human beings. So this is the whole gist of, of knowing the Lord. So thus we end the uh, first canto, second chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Divinity and Divine Service. Hare Krishna.